We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. All right, Rhonda. Well, I've got some bad news for you today. Oh, no. You do? Yes. Yes. No, for real. I have some, some bad news. Okay. She's like, oh, I shouldn't no. be laughing. Okay. She's like, I, oh, I, no. I, put my serious face on. Okay. No, well. no. I mean, it's not, it's not that bad. It's not, it's not, you know. But anyways, so <clears throat> over the break, uh, somebody had sent me a message about the Enneagram and about the roots of the Enneagram. And so um, I, I took some time to look through what they had sent me. And there was a couple of YouTube links and da, da, da. And I'm, you know, typically, honestly, I'm not really a YouTube person. Like, in fact, I'm a bit skeptical of okay. things like YouTube because mm-hmm. I feel like anybody could say anything about anything and say that it's true. And like, whatever. Right. I think you have to kind of find out for yourself. But as I started to watch a couple of these videos and do a little bit of research, um, it seems as though the roots of the Enneagram are in something that is not of God at all. And I know you and I are very like it's either of God or it's not like there's not really a neutral territory in terms of like like nothingness. It's either from God and aligns to God's word or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's sort of, you know, how we see the world and, and different things and the influences of the world. And and apparently, again, I didn't go too, too much into this, but as I watched it and I kind of watched some of these things a little skeptically, I took some time to pray and really ask the Lord. Because honestly, like more than YouTube, I, I, I need the Lord to speak to me mm-hmm. about anything in my mm-hmm. life. And I'm open for him to talk to me about anything now. You know of anyone how much I love the Enneagram. Yes. Like, I mean, I love it. Like, as soon as I heard about it and read about it and saw how true it is, like, it was so true for me and it was so true for so many people that I saw. I started talking about it. I introduced it to a lot of people. I read about it. And the interesting thing is that on this journey of the Enneagram is I thought it was Christian because anybody that I listened to, like I listened to a bunch of podcasts, they were from ministers and pastors and leaders. And like, they all came from a Christian perspective, from like a God-based perspective. And even the books that I read, they all kind of brought this redemptive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. perspective within the Enneagram. So I didn't do any research myself about like the roots of it. They, they had said that it was like an ancient Judean, um, practice, da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, sweet. Well, you know, the Bible's rooted in Judaism too. So it's all good. <laughs> I didn't really do yeah. much research. Anyways, apparently the, the person who brought the Enneagram was somebody from Peru or somewhere, somewhere in South America. And he got this revelation through something called automatic writing, which is like a trance-like sort of a meditative, but not on the God side, kind of a revelatory meditation um, of new age or the demonic. And he got this download and began to write about this system, got the picture of all the, you know, the 
the image of the circle and all the lines and, and all of this, and then started to write about it, then started to teach about it, uh, set up a school, a very much like a new age type school of um, illumination and personal meditation and, you know, um, self-actualization and all of this to teach about it. And then it sort of spread out from there. People got a hold of it and then different leaders and authors got a hold of it and started writing books on it and teaching on it and all of this. So I guess that's the roots of it. Now, again, I don't know 100% if all of that is true. You know, there seems to be some pretty accurate information available on YouTube. If anybody's interested, you can go and check it out. But um, as I started to pray about it, I really felt like, you know, if the Enneagram does have roots in the demonic or roots in new age or roots in a sort of a practice that is not centered in the word of God, centered in meditation on his word, centered in the Holy Spirit of God. I thought like, I don't know if I feel comfortable to use it as a tool to teach about it, to tell other people about it, to get other people into it. I just don't feel comfortable with that anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to take a moment to talk about it on the podcast because we've talked about it. And really just personally repent for my own part in not doing enough research about the history of it and where it came from. That's not an excuse. Um, I have to own that. But um, I did so unknowing and I did so innocently believing that it did have um, connection with scripture and with being more like Jesus and becoming a whole person. Um, but still, nevertheless, if I've been the one through my, my influence that has gotten people into the Enneagram and it has gotten a hook into something that is not from God. I just want to repent for that and retract that really and say that, you know, moving forward for me, it's not that I'm like, oh my gosh, the Enneagram's demonic. Like, don't ever mm -hmm. talk about it with mm -hmm. me or anything like that. It's not like that. Um, I've mm -hmm. learned some incredible things from it, but I, I just don't feel comfortable teaching about it, promoting it. Um, telling other people about it, getting people into it, evangelizing it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, I just really feel a call in this season to align to God's word and what God's word says about me and what God's word says about you and what God's word says about all of us um, and rooting our identity in that first. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm sorry if that comes as bad news today because I know you love it too. I do. You know what? I, I don't think that's bad news at all, Lori. And I think it comes right back to you know, absolutely. We have to know where things come from. And, and we don't know, like not everything we, wh whether it's if you go to counseling or if you're doing some personality assessments or you don't know where everything came from. But when, I think what you're even saying is when anything takes, as leaders, we have to take great responsibility, how right. we're leading people and what we're, we're forming people by and with. Yes. And I think in our own personal lives, like first off, Everyone has to take that ownership. But as a leadership, we feel the weightiness of that. And so I just want to acknowledge absolutely and myself too. If I've in our podcast, people have felt like, oh, well, that's that's who I am. And they haven't really, it's taken precedent in developing and and just forming them over scripture, then that that's wrong. We that is never, ever to take away from the word of God. So I just want to say I really appreciate you even bringing that up. It's hard to kind of retract and go back and say something I really loved. I might've been off on, but I also take responsibility as a leader. And so I just really appreciate that, Lori. Myself too, I come alongside of that as well. As we influence and are put in a place of leadership, we take that really serious. And 
you know, and at the same token, you know, it's really interesting because there are things that are gray, black and white in the kingdom of God. Absolutely. But in that, there are things that God knows will be a trap for us or convictions can differ a little bit in right. that with yeah. us. Yeah, Not yeah, yeah. everything in life is like black, white, black, white. Yes, in kingdoms, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. God sees everything from the big picture. But as God walks us through in our journeys, things that we can feel convicted about, someone may not feel convicted about. Absolutely. Right? So for myself, like you're talking about the Enneagram, you know, this year I really felt I've watched so many documentaries on forensics, crime stuff. (laughs) I have this, I've loved watching crime documentaries, real forensic studies, real case studies of crime and how they've discovered the murderer and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I really felt like God put his finger on my heart this year and be like, you can't be watching those anymore. You cannot be watching these documentaries on so much crime and darkness. I, I want to fan into flame, more prophetic, more light. And you need to expel that from your structure, from what you're allowing to shape your time and what you're allowing to shape your thoughts. And there's nothing, it's not like I'm watching something that is, that right. in my mind was like right. wrong. But for my own journey, God put his finger on that. Now, if someone else is watching a documentary mm. of crime, there, I have, I'm not judging you or telling you. This is my own personal. So it's an interesting thing when we walk through life and we just allow the Holy Spirit to put his finger on areas of our lives because he knows where the fruit will go. He knows what our bait is. He knows what is filling our spirit. He can see the motives. He can see the darkest parts, recesses of our hearts and spirits. And so we've got to trust that when God does that, it's better to act obediently, even if it's a bit can seem fanatical or ruthless in your own life to others, you've got to follow what God's putting his spirit on. So even in saying that, when I'm talking about crime shows, we're talking about Enneagram, we're not saying to you, if you don't feel that conviction when you're reading the book or you're watching something, we're not telling you it's bad. What we're saying today is follow the conviction of the Holy Spirit for you. Follow it. Yeah. No, I think I think that's exactly it. And, you know, for me, I do think that the Lord knows me better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. And he can see the long uh, term fruit of, yeah. I think, investing in this. I mean, I, there was a time where, when I was considering even being an Enneagram coach, like going mm-hmm. and taking a course and learning, like, how do I really help people in this? And so I, I'm just, I'm thankful for the beautiful relationship that I do have with the Lord and um, a, an ability for him to speak to me and to respond to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not always easy though, right? Because even I know, like even in that, and I know you're talking about crime shows and God speaking to you about that, giving that up, or I'm talking about giving up the Enneagram, like not spending time reading it and studying it, um, even though I really enjoy it. Um, it is giving up something you like, you know, it is giving, giving up something that brings you joy and, um, stimulates you, you know, it gives you that like, wow, I love this. This is so interesting. Like you're learning, you're, you know, being stimulated. And, and if the Lord puts his finger on it and says, no, this is not my best for you. Like we have to be obedient to lay those things down. And, you know, there's a scripture that talks about, you know, if you're faithful with a little, like I will entrust more. And I think sometimes these kinds of things, are the things that God puts his finger on and he says, you know, no, like wine is not good for you. 
I'm asking you to give that up. I know you love it, but I'm asking you to give that up because this doesn't, in the long term, mm. this isn't going to produce mm -hmm. flourishing. I'm asking mm. you to give up the Enneagram. You know, another thing the Lord spoke to me about was yoga. And like, I am a very flexible person. My body just naturally is very flexible. So yoga is an incredible exercise for my body. It works very well for my body. I can contort my body into crazy different flexible positions. And I love the way that it feels. But again, because of where the roots of this come from, and because so many of the instructors are, you know, um, engrossed in the new, in new age and all of these things, I really felt the Lord say, no, I really felt him say, this isn't wise for you. That's and again, right. other people might do that and not feel that same conviction. But I think we have to hold everything in our lives very, very lightly and open before the Lord for him to bring um, truth and shed light on for us what this is going to produce in the long term in anything absolutely anything in our lives and be willing to give that up for him. So again, I feel like it's a small sacrifice in terms of what it is that God wants to do in and through my life. But um, nevertheless, I, I know that I have to follow uh, the conviction of the Holy Spirit for me and um, yeah, and just own, you know, if I've led anyone astray as a result of it, you know, I do want to confess that and I do want to repent for that and just say, I'm so, so, so sorry. Um, you know, I know for myself too, you know, my, my life is rooted and grounded. My identity is rooted in Christ and was before I found the Enneagram a year ago or two years ago. Um, it already was. So for me, it wasn't about that I was putting my identity in the Enneagram, but maybe it is for, for other people and even using my influence to teach about it or talk about it or get people into it could sideline them from the true identity mm -hmm. that they need to find in Christ. And so I think that is where there could be a sideline with something like that, because it does get right into your emotions, the motivations of how you think, like it gets into some pretty deep places in terms of what it helps you understand. And if you're not rooted your identity in Christ, you can get a bit sidelined and locked into a believing about yourself that you are a certain way. And that's all you'll ever be instead of the fullness of what God has for us, being able to lay down the parts mm -hmm. of our lives that are not working for us and be able to walk in the fullness mm -hmm. of the provision of the King, mm -hmm. you know, as we come into his presence. So I think that's a little bit about, you know, what God is speaking to me about in this season. That is so powerful, Lori. So we just encourage you, like, as you're, you know, following the Lord to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, because it is for your protection. And sometimes it could even seem really insignificant to think like, why, why do I feel kind of off about that? And I just, what came to mind really quickly is when Jesus talked about in the Bible to all his disciples and said, not all of you will die. He said something like, not all of you will die or see death. And he was, John, like everyone else was killed. Like we'll be murdered. murdered. Yeah. And, uh, but John, but all of them were looking around like, well, what about him? What about him? That's the tendency sometimes when we look at convictions. There are straightforward yes and no's in the Bible. Okay, there's black and white. Oh, we yeah. Know. Like yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of them we know. But in those areas, we can look to our brothers, well, why is it okay for them to do that and it's not okay for me? Or we can judge our own spirituality by saying, well, I guess that's okay because it's okay for them. Right. We're saying you really need to follow every day, like hold everything, like say, Holy Spirit, if there's something that I is going to be a trap or cause an open door for something unhealthy yeah. to come into my life, like a stronghold, show me quickly that I can slam that window shut right. and I can have no part in it. You know my house. You've built this house. Keep it 
walled and guarded safely. You know where the entrance points are. Where If you look at any house, there's different weaknesses in all the houses. Foundation, there's things that are critical for every house. But every house has its own nuance, just like you, just like I, just like you, Lori. Yes, so yes. it's allowing the Holy Spirit to show where those cracks are, where those open places may be for exposure that we don't see. Yes. And so that's what we're talking about, not legalism, not about, but also don't weigh your spirituality or your convictions on what someone else is doing. Take it before the Lord. Yeah. Take it before scripture and ask God to reveal it to you because he will. He will because his heart is to, it says to guard your heart above all things from out it flows a wellspring of life. So this is about God guarding our hearts and keeping us. And there are those little things that look different for all of us and in different seasons. Yes. Sometimes God has put his finger really strongly on something in a certain season. And sometimes it's just say, are you willing to let that go? Like, is this, and if you're not, it's, and then sometimes it's another season. It's kind of come back and it hasn't really been an issue. Sometimes they've just been off the table. Yeah. So take everything. I love how you said that open-handed, Yeah. but trust the guardian of our hearts that can see all yeah. to lead and guide you. Because James, it does describe that sin lives in our heart. It comes from already within us. Like our yes. temptations, the things that we're tempted into, yeah. they're already inside of us. And we're going to be sort of fleshly drawn towards these things again and mm -hmm. again and again, because mm -hmm. they're inside us, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which is crazy to me because it feels yeah. like it comes externally to us, but it's not, it's already in us. Yeah. And so we just, that's why it's so unique for each person. That's why yours looks a little different than mine because it's something inside. It's something mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. the, the makeup and the wiring and the brokenness and the hurt and the things I've been through that's inside me already. That's going to be the things that I'm tempted towards. And so just yes. to be really open be before the Lord about what those are, asking him to reveal that, asking him to reveal what is my tendency? So Where do I get so easily sucked in? Where do I get, you know... Um, like lulled and just drawn in by something that is not from God that I think I want, or I think I need, or I think I deserve, or, you know, all of that space, like what is it inside of me that's going on? And I think as we bring that before the Lord and really, really listen uh, to his voice and just be obedient to follow, you know, we can trust his leading. We can really trust his leading. And Anytime we choose God's word over something that's out here or over something that that's we're sensing right. in here, it will always lead to our flourishing ultimately, maybe not immediately. Yes. Sometimes it's a sacrifice and sometimes we're missing out on something and sometimes mm -hmm. we're even getting persecuted for that very thing that we're, you know, saying, no, like I'm not going to do this anymore. Or, you know, sometimes the people in our life don't appreciate that we're not going to participate in those things with them anymore. It's so true. Like it's not it's always an easy life-giving, beautiful, fruitful journey, but ultimately it will be. And in the long run, it will be. And we have to trust God in the long run in the midst of all of that. Totally. And when you find it hard to give it up, you know it's probably the thing that God's asking you to give <laughs> it up. holding on to? Yeah. <laughs> like if he says, I don't know, to me, give up uh, chick flicks, I'd be like, okay, no problem. <laughs> You don't like chick flicks, eh? I don't oh, like chick man. flicks. Who doesn't like no, chick flicks? No, I know. But I'm thinking like, but yeah. if there is like yeah. you all of a sudden start to grip up, you know there's a reason why God then is asking you to give it up. And then you're doing it and you're justifying it. Oh, totally. Oh, it's all the process. It oh is. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So so it's good. It's good to be more like Jesus. We're passing through. None of this is going to remain. 
And what's going to remain is our fruitfulness in God and who we are in him. And so, yeah, it's true. We want to live, but yeah, it can be hard. It can be hard. And you can, like you said, you can be persecuted by friends. Like if God asked you to give someone else, but someone, and some people can feel convicted because you're not doing it. So they actually don't want you to stop doing that. Totally. Even though like, maybe it's fine for them, but they actually don't like maybe that you're not doing that anymore. Like it, it can really create this. It can. Tensions. It tensions, but it really is about you following God. Don't, don't look to the right or the left. Yeah. Follow God's word. Yeah. And if you're not sure, speak with someone about it. Talk to someone that you trust, a spiritual mentor or someone that you really trust in the relationship with God. You've seen fruitfulness in your life to say, listen, I'm sensing this. And uh, we also want to break any type of legalism or bondage over you. That's not what we're talking about today. Yeah. So I want to be really careful for you don't think, well, if I do this, 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 and God, it's all about the motives. We've got to follow the voice of God, but that's we've got to follow the voice of God. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's and the I bottom honestly, line. I honestly think that this, like this very thing that we're talking about today and specifically like about the Enneagram, like I think it is a testament to the season that we're in mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Like things that were okay at another time are just not. And I think that's going to be for all of us, you know, in this season that things that were fine at one time, meaning like we didn't have a conviction about it, that there is going to be a new conviction about it because we are focused right now on holiness. Mm -hmm. We want Mm -hmm. to be holy, set apart unto the Lord. And you know, the, the Old Testament is filled with the people of God turning to other gods, turning to other things. And we're talking about supernatural spiritual things. Like, So that's why even things like yoga that dabble, don't dabble. They come from the roots of Buddhism. Like it's not, it's not like hidden. It's outrightly straight from, this is another God. And so God is very clear in scripture that we're not to have any other gods before him. And what that looks like in our day looks different than what it looked like in their day, but it's equally as prevalent today. That's right. And so I feel like that's the piece for the Enneagram. It's not like, is it true? You know, is it accurate? Yeah, like it's got some really accurate information and it's really helped me to understand other people and to appreciate how other people are wired. And so it's really hard for me to reconcile even, you know, if, again, the roots of this came from the demonic, another God, not like a small G God, not God. Like, I just don't want any part of that. And and I wouldn't recommend others you know, having that as part of their life, because Mm -hmm. we're not just talking about, you know, something on television. We're talking about the supernatural realm. Mm -hmm. We're connecting to the supernatural realm, probably very much like horoscopes. Mm -hmm. Like it's Mm -hmm. very similar. And if you read your horoscope, it's actually really accurate. I don't know how they know that. It's it's freaky. Mm -hmm. But this is like other God stuff. Like this is supernatural dabbling in this supernatural thing. So I just say an extra warning in that for Mm -hmm. anybody, just an awareness. And I think that awareness is coming because of what God is leading us towards and what he's preparing us for. I think we just have to lay aside all of those things, all of those entanglements, just to say, you're not going to need that for where I'm taking you. You're not going to need any of that. Lay it down, let it fall off and let's go where I'm leading you. So I just really feel strongly about that in this season. I love that, Lori. I love that. 
Well, maybe more like Jesus and hold everything like it's all his. Yes. And uh, we need him so desperately to show us. So thank you for sharing that today. Yes, that's awesome. Really, thank you. That's awesome. So hopefully we won't have tons more retractions, <laughs> but we probably will. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Listen, that's what the podcast is about. We're working through stuff we're too. Growing, yeah. And we're having awakening moments yeah. that retract other awakening moments. <laughs> That's I don't right. know how that's even possible, that's but awesome. That's awesome. Oh, it is well, good. as we say goodbye to you today, we just want to remind you to hold your position in Christ. Hold your position. No matter what you're facing, no matter what storms are coming, hold your position in Christ. Yes, absolutely. And know that you can follow a king that is trustworthy. Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and He is always with you.